This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Sulking, where we are in season nine, entitled The Power of a Word. Today, we have with us one of my closest friends, colleagues, Kayleen Curry. Kayleen, welcome to the show. Hey, Amber. How are you? Excited to be here. So excited to be here. So Kayleen has been our mental performance coach on the Selking Performance Group staff for like the last five years, right, Kayleen? Is that where we're at these days? Five or six now, honestly. It might be six. Man, I don't want to. I don't want to say what that makes me feel like in terms of age, but uh, the <laughs> yeah. beauty of those six years, I think, has been just the trust and the relationship that we've built over time, and just to be able to see both of us grow right in our sports psychology, sport performance journeys, um, and what that means and looks like. And so today, not only do you serve as a mental performance coach for Selking Performance Group, but you also serve as the director of mental performance for Vanderbilt football under the direction of head coach Clark Lee. Shout out to Coach Lee. We both love you and appreciate you um, and are just so excited to see his continued innovative thoughts around how to run a program and and how to do it in a way that really is comprehensive in terms of the development of an athlete. And so um, before we dive into, you know, really sharing about what that role looks like for you at Vanderbilt right now, Again, just want to highlight the whole purpose and intent here at the Selkin Performance Group is to help individuals, teams, and organizations really understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership, right? Those two elements that we believe lead to consistent high performance, particularly when it's difficult and when it matters most, right? And so mindsets are patterned ways of thinking, actual protein patterns that get woven into your brain based on what you think about. And so we really take this scientific angle at looking at how can people renew their minds and therefore transform how they show up moment by moment. And then from a leadership perspective, how do we lead ourselves really well? But then as leaders, how do we construct systems that allow high performance to happen on a consistent basis? And so, again, the work that Kayleen and I have been able to do together over the last six years with individuals, teams, and organizations, thinking about incorporating wiring in mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence, now you get to go bring that to Vanderbilt football, right? So what what does that role as director of mental performance look like for the Vanderbilt football program? Yeah, um, it's been such a treat so far. I've enjoyed it so much. It's been, it's been a great two months and we've been building and growing. And uh, in terms of my position, I'd say it's really two-pronged. So on one side, I'm really working with that organizational system. And so uh, really developing our staff and our coaches and how can we come together as a cohesive unit, build our relationships and build those systems out so that we can be functioning as effectively as possible and efficiently as possible in our day-to-day and then on the other side of the coin is really the, the relationships with the athletes. So that's the mental performance coaching side of it. 
And so with that, I'm doing some team educations on building those championship mindsets. I'm getting some one-on-one trainings uh, with, with athletes in my room. And so, uh, you know, it's a top-down, bottom-up approach. And so we're hitting both angles of it so that we can be um, as, you know, comprehensive and integrated as we possibly can. So we have a lot of really, really phenomenal positions on our staff and a lot of support from so many different angles and levels so that we're getting holistic development for our student athletes here and our young men, but also for all of us to be able to collaborate and come together as, as a really, really strong unit to be leaning on each other and relying on each other's strengths so that we can strengthen us all as a whole. Absolutely. Right. And so Kayleen, you know, if you've listened to this podcast over the last several years, you've heard that, right? Like when you look at cultural transformation, the way to go about doing that in the most effective and efficient way is that what, what Kayleen just says that top down, bottom up and culturally relevant, right? Like what works in Vanderbilt football is different than what's going to work with the, the Baltimore Ravens, which is different than what's going to work for Notre Dame football, which is different than what's going to work for high school football teams. So that cultural relevant piece is critical. But then again, from the very top, it has to be owned. It has to be driven right from the mm-hmm. senior most leader, because if it's important to them, guess what? It's important to everybody else in the organization. If it's not, it's not important to everybody else in the organization and then bottom up, right? Like your, your front line, who's on the front lines, are they getting excited about this? Are they understanding the value of the culture of the mission of what we're trying to incorporate? And then if you can get that man, it just compresses the whole system into an element. And then that concept of comprehensive, integrated, high performance system, right? It's comprehensive. Everything that's touching those student athletes, right. Is going to be reiterating whatever culture you're trying to build there at Vanderbilt Mm -hmm. and then integrated, it has to be aligned because if they go to like, you know, nutrition and are getting one message and then they go to strength and conditioning and get another message and then, you know, come see you in mental performance and get another message. And we're not able to build mindsets because again, mindsets are repeated ways, repeated thought patterns. And Mm -hmm. so that's the power of this comprehensive integrated approach to, to what you all are building. And it's just going to be so so much fun to watch this journey continue to unfold because like, like Kayleen just said, she's been there for two months. The whole staff has been there for two months, right? Tell us a little bit. How, the most part. Yeah. How exciting is it to, to be on the front end of like rebuilding a, a program oh, yeah. like this? Oh my gosh. The energy here is electric. Like you walk up and down the halls and it, it, everyone is communicating. So you don't walk by one single office door without it either being open or someone saying, Hey, how's it going? Or like, how's your morning? How are you doing? We're just communicating so much that you can just feel the energy and the excitement in the room. So, you know, that's just like one piece there, anything you hear in the halls, it's positive. It's laughter. It's, you know, cooperating, collaborating together. You're just hearing all of these phenomenal minds coming together and just enjoying themselves, loving their days, having a great time in these offices. And that's from, 5 30 in the morning. Like I've seen some of our coaches all walk in at 5 45 for our 6 a.m. start or, or 5 40 or whatever, depending on how early or later I am that morning. But we'll have three coaches every single morning. They already got their lights on, they already got their TV on, and they're they're going through whatever scheme or installment. And that has to start by at least 5 30, right? So it's from 5 30 all the way until there's people here. I've heard until like 11 30, 11 o'clock at night. And so we're just grinding it out because we know that's what it takes to build this winning program. And so it's fun and it's exciting. There's, there's just so much positivity here. And we really highlight that, you know, all the positive communication that goes on is only going to elevate us as a unit. So it's just, it's a blast. It's so much fun. Really enjoying it. 
That's awesome. I remember when I was a mental performance coach down at IMG Academy for those two summers. And it is like, you know, the, the kids show up for their first class at eight. So all the coaches are in early to, to get prepared or to work out. And you'd walk in the weight room at five 30 in the morning to get your own workout in before the kids show up and every, like the music's going, people are packed up. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, let's change some labs today. You know? And you're like, you're like, Oh my God, this is just a, I mean, by 8am you've had like three adrenaline rushes already. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And it's just amazing. Cause I mean, man, when you build a staff like that and, and coach Lee has been so intentional about every person that has come on that staff that is going to be aligned on the mission. And here's mm-hmm. the thing, right? Those, those young men can't help, but feel that, right. They mm-hmm. can't help, but just want to have more and more and more. And that's what makes sports so beautiful, right? Like very rarely are our kids showing up to math class, like, Oh my God, I can't wait to learn about trigonometry today. <laughs> you know, like teach me please. But like, yeah. Man, when they step out into sport, they're excited to play the game, whether you're talking about little kids, right, mm-hmm. or, or professionals. And so as coaches, what an opportunity it is for us to step into that space, to use sport as a mechanism to help people grow and learn about their own identity, right, and flesh out mm-hmm. a man or woman under the jersey. And I, and I think when we recognize what a powerful tool sport is to do that, Right. It brings a whole new layer of joy and intentionality and passion and discipline and long hours to, to really bring that to fruition. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What is that? What's one of the things you love most about your role right now? The visibility, being able to be fully embedded full time and having an office between our quarterback coach and our cornerback coach and like right in the thick of it, right in the hallways of the, in between the offensive side, the defensive side, like I'm just here all the time, whether I'm in my office and guys are walking by and I'm saying, Hey, how's it going? Where are you headed? Uh, versus watching our, our strength and conditioning sessions. And I'm down there in the weight room, just kind of seeing how things are operating down there and, and just being around, like I am around the guys all day, every single day. I think, you know, aside from, I don't even know who's, who maybe gets as much face time with them as I, as I do at this point. And that's all just because of how much we value the observation. And so I get to observe, I get to coach them up in our team educations. I get to be on the sidelines during practice. I get to walk into the, uh, uh, our sports med center if, if I need to, or just if I want to say, Hey, what's up. And so just being able to be around the guys all day, every single day makes a monumental difference for the work that I'm capable of doing and being set up for that. And them seeing me, around and being able to chat with me and just, you know, giving a fist bump here and there, that makes a huge difference rather than, uh, you know, if, if I wasn't in this space or even if I was in a different building, like the proximity is just like unbelievable. And it allows me to do my job even better than I could have imagined it. So there's, there's so much value in being so visible and around the guys and having those great uh, conversations with them. So that's incredible. Right. And I think that on that point, you know, director of mental performance. What is that? What does that mean? Right. So Kayleen and I were, had the extreme opportunity to do our master's degree together out at the university of Denver, which is just a phenomenal program that really gives you a, a, a great depth and breadth of what the field of applied of applied sports psychology really is. And then from that, right from the, the that master's training in applied sports psychology, people decide to, to continue on the applied sports psych route or go the clinical sports psychology route. And so just to sort of 
educate our listeners on the difference of those two sides. I use the analogy of like clinical sports psychology being like going to the training room, right? When, when something's broken and you need to get it fixed and get healed up so that you can get back on the playing field. And then the analogy of mental performance being like you go into the weight room, right? To get your body bigger, faster, stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, now in the weight room, right? You do some correctives because sometimes you might've pulled a hammy. So you got to do things a little bit differently to Mm -hmm. protect that and move on. And and the same is in, in true and mental performance side of it. But the, the mental performance side is really like on-field application. How do we deliver our best consistently when it matters most? And so the brain is not a muscle in the scientific sense, but it functions like a muscle in the extent that the, the parts of it that we use grow and get stronger. The parts of it that we don't get weaker. And we can actually train our brains to show up more consistently as the best version of ourselves amid pressure, amid adversity, when things go wrong and when things are going right. And so our roles as applied sports psychology practitioners is to teach people how their brain works, how it impacts how they show up, and then give them tools and strategies to literally train their brain to help them show up in the moment to deliver their absolute best. And so I love what you said about just the proximity and and even just like the symbolism between the the quarterback's coach and the cornerback's coach. And if you're not a football person, quarterback, obviously I'm guessing, you know what that is. That's the quarterback, the guy that throws the ball on the offense. And then a cornerback is, is a defensive player. And so that you're situated right between the offense and the defense showing like the linchpin between that. And I think that, you know, for me, mental performance is sort of the linchpin in a high performance system, right? Because again, mindsets are built through repeated thought patterns. And then that mindset, mindset has to show up in every functional element throughout the program for us to be able to wire into individuals what we're hoping to help them accomplish individually and then collectively as a team or a unit as well, right? So I love I, I love just the mm-hmm. symbolism of your p- positionality there. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know Coach Lee, so that was absolutely 100% intentional. <laughs> Everything is intentional, which is why he's spectacular and absolutely the best in the business. That's awesome. Right. Well, Kayleen, you know, here in season nine, the season is entitled the power of a word, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know me for the last several years since my sophomore year of college at Notre Dame. Um, you know, I've been picking a word of the year, something to focus on, to direct my attention to, to, to really wire into how I function to help me show up as the best version of myself. And, and so this, this season we thought, man, how fun would it be to get with different people who have been critical people in my life over, over the last several years and hear, Hey, what's your word? How'd you go about discovering it? And and why do you think it's important for you as a person and as a professional? And so, um, without further ado, I would love to hear what is your, uh, 2021 word of the year? Well, first of all, I'm absolutely honored to be one of those people in your life. You are absolutely one of those people in my life as well. And so just having this relationship, uh, over the past Gosh, I don't even want to say how many years at this point has been right. (laughs) (laughs) Critical. It's just been critical. And, you know, I think from when we were in grad school and having life talks and going to lunch, uh, you know, having our our time together as, you know, strong women, uh, it's just grown and developed into something that's truly beautiful and that I uh, that I, uh, you know, cherish and value so much. So. I'm going to start with that. Um, And that leads me right into my word of the year, which is relationships and how important those are in our lives, whether it's, you know, family, community, in work, you know, within football, you know, building relationships is what it's all about. If if we don't have those strong connections throughout our lifetime, uh, in a way not to be cynical about, it's kind of like, what are we doing? Right. And so uh, 
relationships are, are crucial to our development as, as human beings, to our ability to be open and vulnerable and honest. And we're bringing all those things to Vanderbilt football this year. And that's, that's one of my goals for this team throughout the year. This year is building those relationships and learning to lean on each other, learning to care about each other so deeply. And I think there are so many teams out there that, you know, don't learn the value and the power in that. So that when you're battling adversity, you turn towards each other and you say, hey, you know, this sucks and I'm here because of you and I'm going to keep going for you uh, rather than sometimes we can turn a little bit selfish when things get hard and we might go the opposite direction. But if we build those bonds and we're intentional about it and we truly honestly care about each other on and off the field, how strong of a unit we're going to be. And one thing that the team actually came up with uh, a couple of weeks ago was some of their values that are you know player led. And one of those is a true brotherhood. And they came up with that. And that was, again, extremely powerful to hear that they're wanting to build and strengthen and, you know, have for a lifetime, a true, true brotherhood uh, of strong, you know, impactful, powerful men. And so that was just really cool to see. Uh, just because that's something that's so important to me throughout my time here is to build those relationships and to see them really take it and run with it. That's the goal. That's what we want over time is for them to be able to lead themselves uh, and, and not need any coaching staff in there when they're you know, coming up with what's important to them. So true brotherhood was just a, a phenomenal, you know, just, it was just great. <laughs> yeah, no, that's powerful. And I think that that's a thing, right? It's, it's hard to fight for somebody and something if you don't care about them. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you look around our world today, we need that now more than ever, right? Mm -hmm. Not just in our sports fields, but in our classrooms, in our communities, in our, in our great country, the United States of America, like it, we, and, and a thing like COVID, which tries to separate people. And I think drives division, um, just in, in inherent physical separation, we've got to learn how to care about each other again and to build relationships because it's in the midst of those relations. Just like you said, it's in the midst of those relationships that you learn to care about each other. And when you care about somebody, you fight harder for them. And I think that what is, what is, again, like I said earlier, what is most beautiful about sport is it is such an opportunity to teach people how to be great at life beyond sport. And so mm -hmm. what these guys are learning through that experience is only going to help them to, to someday be better husbands, better fathers, better leaders of their business, better leaders of their community. And ultimately that's what sport's all about, right? Because it ends for everybody, whether it's tomorrow after injury or 20 years after a pro career, it ends. And then what? Like, even if it's 20 years after procreate, like you're still only 40, like, like <laughs> you can have a lot of life left. And so, man, to get to learn how to be awesome at life through a sport and a game like football, that's incredible. I, I absolutely love it. What are some of the relationships that you are, are trying to be intentional about? Like, as you go about your role as a director of mental performance, like what are some of the critical relationships? I think they're all important, right? Uh, obviously right. every relationship you have is important from, you know, the amazing, the amazing people that take care of the facilities that we're a part of to the head coach, right. And, mm -hmm. and to the academic world. I mean, they're all important, but from a strategic standpoint, like which, what are some of those relationships that you found um, really important for you to cultivate? That's a great question. I would start off by saying that I absolutely am wanting to be a valuable resource for every single person in this office space, in this building. And so I've, I've tried to reiterate that as much as I possibly can. And I think, again, that's coming from great leadership and the top down too. So 
I've been able to have one-on-one meetings with support staff members, with uh, our position coaches, with our coordinators, just to kind of get to know them a little bit better and say, hey, let's let's just kind of open the space here. Tell me a little bit about you and and see where I can maybe be useful or, or a great resource for you because I'm not just here for the players. And I think that's something that some models in some environments maybe mistake. I, I don't know what word to use, but um, they think, oh, hey, mental performance coach, you're here for the players. So go ahead and go do your thing. And yet if you're able to really take what we're offering and, and the, the valuable lessons that we teach to the guys, like and build that in, just like you're saying, you know, if, if we can be aligned, that's how we can truly form some of those strong mindsets. And so uh, I'm trying to be as available to everybody as I possibly can. It's, it's my favorite thing when someone just catches me in the office and they're like, Hey, I, can I come talk to you? I'm like, yes, hundred <laughs> percent right now. Let's go. I don't even care what I was about to do. Come on in. Let's sit down. What's up. Right. And, and I think something else that's really valuable in our training is that we can see when something's going on for somebody when, when they're like, Hey, do you have a minute? And it's like, Oh yes. What's what's up. Like uh, you have my full attention. I can tell that there's something that you need to get off your chest. You need to share here uh, in terms of, you know, whether it's your own performance as a coach or, or a conversation you just had with another coach that you're like, Hey, you know, I don't know what was going on, you know, nonverbal, verbal communication mishaps, all those kinds of things. And so uh, I just love that I'm available um, to, to anyone that I possibly can be in terms of those critical relationships. Again, I, I think top down, bottom up there, right? Like being able to have great collaborative conversations with coach Lee being able to talk to our chief of staff, being able to meet with our operations, talking with our coordinators and having those meetings and setting those up. Like, how can I be a useful resource for you, whether it's in your staff meetings or with your coaches or it's, you know, your own position groups or meeting with the guys. And so I feel like that's kind of that top down that I think about, you know, I even have conversations with recruiting too. So there's just so many angles uh, that are, that are great. Um, within my role. And then I think of the bottom up. So I think of more of like that, those front lines, right? Who, who are some of the guys, some of those positions that I think I could be a, a great resource. And I think about the injured guys on the sidelines. Hey, what are you thinking about? How's your mindset? Where's your headspace? Talking with them when they're just watching practice and that's a new role for them and they need to adjust to that. And how can I be helpful in that process? I also think about our quarterbacks and our specialists. They're, you know, very different positions, but they have a lot of stuff going on between the ears. So how can I be helpful there as well? But that's not to say that I don't meet with our O-line guys too. You know, everyone, uh, there's a reason for this role and, and how important it is to build up those championship mindsets of our players. And so I think I try my best to, to touch everybody that I, that I possibly can. I think about one specific thing. And I know I'm long-winded here, but think about one specific thing that we have incorporated due to our comprehensive integrated approach, and that's the care team. That's something that we have started here where we have touch points from all, all angles of our, of our staff. So we have a representative from sports med, strength and conditioning, academics, ops, player development, myself, and our spiritual leader. All of us meet twice a week and we talk about, hey, are there any players of concern? Anything going on? Have you had any interactions with a player where you feel like there's, you know, a a place for us to help rally around them and support them? Maybe reach out, set up a meeting. Hey, how you doing? And uh, so that care team, I think, is uh, something that's unique for us. And it's something that helps us keep tabs on the players. If someone's got something going on, whether it's 
off the field or on the field or academically, how can we come around them and support them and help them, you know, get back to their optimal functioning self uh, when maybe stuff's going on outside, outside of football that we can be helpful for them with. So I don't know if I explained that well, but that's a really great uh, interdepartmental or whatever team that we have that we've set up that I think uh, supports us in, in so many ways that I don't think a lot of programs facilitate. Okay. That's awesome. So, so I love that care team concept, right? So it's taken basically comprehensive integrated approach and shrinking the game and bringing all those relevant parties together to put the student athlete at the very center, right? And then, and, and then rallying around kids that might need support. And the thing is, right, if you can catch an individual early on and, and come alongside of them with the right resources, man, you don't have, it doesn't have to go on for six months two years until they figure it out their junior year. And now all of a sudden we get production quote unquote out of them. Right. Right. But like, think about not only the production that you've lost, but what that kid's gone through in those two years. And so I absolutely love that concept that you guys are just bringing into a really pragmatic application Mm -hmm. of comprehensive integrated. Right. And the other thing I think that I heard amid that is just that concept of sports psychology best happens to and through the coach, you know, as integrated as you are and as present as you are, it's still not as much time as each position coach gets and position coaches, right. Or coaches in general can unravel or undermine any work that you're doing. If it's not reiterated and on the same wavelength as everything else. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, to and through the coach is such a, I think an important element of applied sports, like too, exactly what you said of reiterating the message, but also the time that they get with those coaches. And, and, and again, one other element to that back to why it's so important that it's driven from the top is that some position coaches could unravel good work that's being done in nutrition or in, uh, you know, mental performance or strength and conditioning, just because they might be unaware of what they're doing and, and having a leader like coach Lee or coach Kelly, that is on top of everything in the program and doesn't let that happen, I think is just remarkable in terms of actually building these high performance programs. So that's spectacular. How about, how about, uh, outside? I mean, I know you're in the throngs of building a program <laughs> and so relationships are mainly focused internally, but what are some of those relationships for yourself? You know, we talk a lot about professionals making sure that we stay filled up and fueled up so that we can continue to, to bring our best selves to our work and to those that we serve. What are some of the critical relationships in your own life that, you know, help you stay at your absolute best? Yeah, absolutely. Immediately thought of two people. One is my boyfriend out in Denver. His name's Nick, and I'm going to be able to go see him later this afternoon. So I'm so thrilled to be able to just support that relationship in that way and being able to get out there and and see him because it's definitely been a challenge for us in our relationship with this change and this move. And yeah, we're navigating it as as best we can. And he's a, a, a really huge person in my life. He's so important to me. So I'm glad that I'm going to be able to get out there and hang out with him for a little bit and kind of unplug, you know, so that work-life balance can happen. I would say the other person that I think about is my mom and I haven't been able to see her in year and a half because of COVID. So that is not normal for us in our relationship. And she was able to drive up from Florida last week. So I got to spend some valuable time with her that we haven't had in a while. So that was very energizing and, and, help me recharge. So those couple people are so important among, you know, the rest of my family. They're, you know, always, they're always by my side. And so being able to call them up when I need, uh, talk to my brother last night, which was great. 
And so, yeah, I think about the, those relationships. I also think about, like, I just had a conversation with one of our new staff members while we were out at practice and we were talking about, yeah, we're, there's so many of us are new here and can we get together on the weekends and just spend some good time together, uh, not, not focusing on football and getting to know each other a little bit. And so that's something else that I think is on my radar to start doing, seeing if people are wanting to go on the weekend and just hang out and enjoy each other's company outside of the, the offices. So those are a couple of the things that come, come to mind with that question. I love it. And uh, yeah. Mama Curry, make sure you give her my love. When we were out <laughs> in Denver, remember we had a Mother's Day weekend, all of sure us, our, the, the third of our party, Lexi Nay. We had yeah. uh, Mama Nay, Mama Curry, Mama Latner all out to Denver right. and did a little sip and paint. So man, those are the memories that last forever. And I think really just bind friendships, right? And bind families mm-hmm. and relationships, um, like you said. So um, hope you have an amazing time with Nick this weekend and enjoy Thank you. You know, time together. So, you know, with that, we're going to start wrapping up. But before we do, uh, per always, we leave our listeners with some championship mindset training. So something specifically that they can do to really wire in whatever concept we've talked about throughout the course of the episode. And today, of course, it's about relationships. So Coach Curry, what would you have for us <laughs> at the Relay Score Championship Mindset Training for today? Yeah, absolutely. So something that I think about is we can get in our own way. A lot of times we just get between the ears and we get in our own way. And one of our position coaches calls those helmet fires, which I love that phrase. We, we have those helmet fires going on. And so often we get in our own way when we're, you know, out and about in the community rather than saying hi, or, you know, how are you doing? Or just, you know, communicating with a, someone on the street or reaching out to somebody that we haven't talked to in a while, we can just get in our own way because we're like, Oh, it's kind of awkward. I haven't talked to them. You know, this would be weird. How are they going to perceive this? And we get in our own head rather than just going for it and leaning into that discomfort and saying like, you know, this is going to bring energy to both of us. I was reading this study in psychology today Uh, magazine and they were talking about uh, a study that they did about giving compliments and how the person that's thinking about giving the compliment again gets in their own head and they're like oh well this again this is awkward this is uncomfortable and this person's gonna think I'm weird when in reality when we give a compliment there's energy boost on both sides both people are reaping the rewards of that you're giving a compliment and like oh wow I just gave some energy to somebody and brought some goodness into the world gave them a compliment and that person's like oh my gosh that person noticed me wow that was amazing like really appreciate that and so stay out of your way stay out of your own way and reach out to somebody that maybe you haven't talked to or say hi to that person on the street give a compliment here and there and you're going to get that boost that positive impact and they're also going to feel it and so uh, don't let your fear of perception get in your own way there i love that what a what a simple and easy simple maybe not easy thing for us to <laughs> yeah. charge for this week you know when you're out there and you you have an incredible waiter or waitress or steward or steward mm-hmm. on the airplane or you know person checking you out and they do something at the at the register like if they do if they're if they're great at what they do or bring positive energy like man compliment that i think we we're in such a society today that's like if it's wrong we're going to leave a bad review but like if it's right we might not step into that moment to celebrate. And, you know, Dr. Barbara Fredrickson, she's out of the University of North Carolina and her whole research is on positive emotion, right? And so the question is like, is positive emotion 
helpful in humans, or is it just something that's like a, a good byproduct, a, a feel good kind of thing um, of being human? And what she's found is that positive emotions actually help build resilience, actually help us um, problem solve better, build closer relationships through what she calls like this broaden and build theory, right? Positive emotions help us broaden our mental, emotional, relational capabilities, and therefore build resilience in how we show up every day. And so man, let's all broaden and build this week. And we can do that through those simple compliments. So thank you so much. That is awesome. And yeah. I'm excited to, to implement that in my own life this week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening today. Listen, if there's anything that we can do for you, if it's keynote speaking for your organization, training, one-on-one performance coaching, please reach out to me directly, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com. You can also reach out to Coach Kayleen, um, Kayleen at selkingperformance.com. But we would love to come alongside of you on your own performance journey uh, and answer any questions you might have or again in those functions that I just referenced. But at minimum, we'd love to have you follow us on all the social media platforms. Uh, we are on Team Follow Back. But more importantly, we'd love to hear how are you applying this stuff in your own life? Because it's one thing to listen to it and hear it, but it's another thing to do it. It's another thing to take those steps to wiring in these concepts of high performance into your own life. And we want to know what that is so that we can celebrate with you. And so we're on Twitter at Champ Mindsets, on Instagram at Selking Performance, and on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And we would absolutely love to hear from you. So thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.